Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Friday, April 14th, 2017 here on the Page of V Podcast. On this episode, we welcome back in Jack Ross, the Fox Sports Radio intern and our resident NFL expert. We'll be breaking down what a weird offseason this has been and about how the NFL might be making a little bit more of a shift towards Major League Baseball, all that and more on this episode of the Patriots Deep Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriot Bee Podcast. I'm your host, Harris Rubenstein. Go find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CLNS fans, and go find us on Twitter at CLNS Radio. You can go find yours truly at CLNS underscore sports Hope everyone had a great week so far. Obviously, recording this on a Thursday, heading to the Friday. Please remember to go listen to the Red Sox Beat podcast also on CLNS Radio. Those guys have been doing a great job. And please go listen to the most recent episode of the Patriots postgame show, even though there are no post games anymore. They decided to throw out a nice podcast out there. A little draft update. Yours truly was on there as well. So be sure to check that out for sure. But without further ado, we are now going to welcome in my roommate, a very good friend of mine, and as well, a intern for Fox Sports Radio here in Los Angeles, Jack Ross. Welcome back to the Patriots Beat Podcast. Always happy to be on the Patriots Beat Podcast, Harris. Thanks for having me on the show. May I also uh, remind the team that this is not only the Fox Sports intern. This is also <laughs> Evie nominated Fox Sports intern. Do they know Jack what Evies are? <laughs> I don't think so. Is that so. relevant? So for those who don't know at home, an Evie is something uh, from the school that we go to. We both go to Emerson College. For and, about two more weeks. Yeah, exactly. Then we don't go there anymore. And the, so the Evies are a huge award show that Emerson hosts every year. The biggest college award show in the country. It is the biggest college award show in the country. Jack and I were... We're honored to be uh, nominated as both outstanding sports broadcaster, so we are competitors, as well as uh, allies in our attempt to win our second consecutive award for best television show on campus for our show, The Box Score with Harris Rubens. Yeah, so call up Emerson College and tell them to make us win. Exactly. We don't want to go and get dressed up nice and sit in the audience only to lose. 
to a show that doesn't deserve it. Fun fact, Harris. I, me, I am nominated three times, so I might get a solid three. I get a sweep. Walk away like Taylor I'm Swift. I'm also nominated three times, guys. We're That's nominated fair. for the same three awards. That's right, too. <laughs> so, two like, of them were nominated together, so if you win two out of three, the, there's a pretty the good chance, chance I also win two out of three. And then the other one, neither of us can win both because we're on the same category and it's sports report. It is a fight to the death for sure. But anyway, this is not an Evie's podcast. No, no it's not. This there shouldn't is, be a, <laughs> is a is a Patriots and sports podcast. So one of the things that uh, I teased in the intro was how I mentioned that football is becoming much more like baseball. And if you think I'm crazy, you're right, but you're also wrong. I say this. Because the NFL this offseason has been very weird. It has been very weird. It's this is like the, very weird. the biggest offseason we've had. It feels like someone's playing Madden. Yes. And it's kind of turned off CPU roster control. It doesn't make sense. And is letting them do whatever they want. The Colts are, si- the Colts are making good free agent signings. The the Richard Sherman is on the trade block. Marshawn Lynch is coming back in the NFL. Like There's been some crazy stuff going on. But the craziest thing to me, there have been more trade rumors this offseason than ever before in NFL history. I swear to God, this is MLB trade deadline kind of crap. We have Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman, Brandon Cooks, Malcolm Butler. Those are just four. Not to mention Kirk Cousins. Tony Romo, Marshawn Lynch coming back into the NFL, who I mentioned um, before, and a bunch of other trade rumors that seem to circulate every single week. Now, obviously, there are always trade rumors. Welcome to the NFL. But this has been this has been crazy. It's every single week, almost every single day at the start of the offseason was some other crazy trade rumor. Oh, the, the Browns are going to trade the number one overall pick for who knows what, but then they all of a sudden trade for Brock Osweiler. Like, it just, none of this makes sense. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> this is definitely, and I remember when the offseason started, like, whatever, six weeks ago, uh, being so amazed by the sheer amount of action going on. Like, we're used to, obviously, like we saw last year, teams will go out and spend $200 million in the first three days of free agency. And it's kind of like the NBA, where all of a sudden all the top players on the market get their big deals, and that stuff goes out of the way, and that's pretty normal. But what is get to, what gets to me, and, and what you said, is the trades. I mean, not only did, have we already seen several trades with big-name players like Brock Osweiler and Brandon Cooks being shipped around, uh, names like you said, Malcolm Butler, Richard Sherman being discussed, Tony Romo, huge all-star, you know, whatever, all-pro caliber players discussing being moved. In, in the NFL, that, that's just never been a league in which the blockbuster trade happens. I mean, the closest I can remember actually seeing a blockbuster trade happen was when Chris Johnson was still playing for the Titans. Right. And he was rumored to be on the trading block back in 2014. After he ran for 2K yards. Exactly. And that was supposed to be a huge trade. It was like, oh my goodness, like they're going to trade away this all-star mm-hmm. running back. Like that just never happened. Uh, and it, that is it in the NFL. Like, for some reason, whatever that they, they value having the players on their team more often, they're less likely to work with competitors. We just rarely, if ever, see players, big name players, moved, especially for other big name players. We may see them move for draft picks, but yeah, this offseason has definitely felt more video game esque, just with the total amount of action going on. And like, like I said before, you know, the, the Colts are making good free agent signings. The Patriots handed $40 million guaranteed to a corner. The Browns that, did something well. Yeah, like, it just, it, like, this is all very, very strange. It's bizarro and, NFL. And the, the one thing that keeps getting me about this is just 
One of the other things that I, I wanted to bring this up. So many teams this offseason are just using the Patriots as, like, this weird marketing tool. It's like, watch out. This dude might go to the Patriots. You're going to want to pay him more money. And, like, same thing with Richard Sherman. Watch out. The Patriots might trade for Richard Sherman. There goes his price tag. And all of a sudden he's worth a first-round pick and, like, three mid-round picks. Stop using the Patriots. No, it pisses it's, me it's off. It's kind of like an open-ended threat, and this is what the guys have been saying, because I listen to, obviously, I listen to a lot of Fox Sports Radio, because I have to work during the shifts, and they, they bring this up. They bring up the fact that the Patriots are always constantly mentioned in conversation, and how it's kind of like a useless negotiation tactic, because yeah. when you think of it on a basic level, okay, saying the Patriots is involved, yeah, I'm sorry, the best player, I mean, one of the best players might want to go to the best team. Watch out! Like, oh, you think that maybe in their head they're not considering to go play for the team that just won the Super Bowl? If, any, if, you're, dynasty? if you're a free agent... Oh, can't count them out. If you're a free agent and you get any sort of offer from the team that just won the Super Bowl, they should instantly be in the top three teams that you yeah, might if go you to. care about winning, you should you would want to consider that the Patriots as yeah, the number you, one destiny. If you have a competitive bone in your body, you should seriously, seriously consider, obviously, going to the best team in the NFL. But the one thing that keeps annoying me is, you know, th- this Marshawn Lynch crap made me so angry. The whole offseason, all offseason, there is one team, one team, that he's rumored to go to. And that's the Oakland, that's the Raiders. Now the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, we get this stupid report that, oh, Marshawn Lynch might want to play for the Patriots. Watch out. Yeah, he might want to play for the Patriots, and, and then, but he's not going and to now, play And now Patriots. I get Twitter questions saying, is Marshawn Lynch coming to the Marshawn Lynch is not coming to the Patriots. You think the Patriots are going to pay Marshawn Lynch a million dollars? They paid Rex Burkhead $3 million. You think they're going anywhere near Marshawn Lynch? Come on, people. They basically just paid Rex Burkhead to be their starting running back yeah. next season. Please. They're not, they're not signing Marshawn Lynch. They're not trading for Richard Sherman. Neither of those things are things that are going to happen this offseason. If they did, they would be some of the biggest shakeups in recent NFL. Like those would be two of the biggest moves. A because players hardly ever come. Those out would of be two of the biggest moves of the generation of sports. If Marshawn Lynch ended up on the Patriots, and if Richard Sherman, if Richard who, Sherman gets traded, that's like the biggest trade in the past. 10 Richard years. Richard Sherman, for my money, is probably the best corner in the NFL. He had a little bit of a down year last year, but if you're just going off of total perception and oh, who is the best corner in football? You're going to get a lot of answers being Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard Sherman is like the go-to default answer for people who can't. It used think, to be Revis. Who don't think of Chris Harris Jr. and Akib Talib as these top AJ guys? Bouillet. Yeah, sure. Uh, but when you, when you think about, like, over the past, you know, we talk about span of three to five years of, yeah. of work, who else has beaten Richard Sherman? Other than Darrell Rivas, I guess, is the only other guy. But even over the same five-year span, Rivas had, had his peak back in the, you know, late aughts, and Sherman has found his peak in the mid-2010s. So, right. yeah, Richard Sherman would be, it, it would just be as if we traded away Champ Bailey towards the end of his uh. prime. It's like, yeah, after the Broncos had that uh. great run where they had tr- Champ Bailey and, and Dre Bly. Uh, and Trent Bailey, whatever, five years away from retirement, suddenly is on the block, even though the team is in, is in no position to, to move him. Yes, the Seahawks defense is getting very old, but they're still a team that has that core of great defensive Seahawks players. Seahawks really good next they year. They could hang on for another two years. Earl Thomas comes back healthy from his injury. They still have one of the best secondaries, if not the best secondary in the NFL. And they've got enough pieces on the offensive and defensive side of the ball to be competitive. So, so the question is, 
why even consider trading Richard Sherman? I, I know. It's because the Seattle Seahawks, despite the fact that they just have an incredible defense, have had a distinct inability to know how to draft offensive linemen. And that was the reason they've been bad for the past two years is because they have no offensive linemen. I say bad for the past two years. They made the Super Bowl three years ago. But they have no offensive linemen. But the, you know, this from a Patriots perspective – it kind of it's caused a lot of problems because now all of a sudden you you know this rumor flying around that the Patriots might trade for Richard Sherman probably is pissing off Malcolm Butler even more. And honestly, after the whole Stephon Gilmore thing finally calmed down, it really seemed like okay, Malcolm Butler has calmed down. He kind of understands how the business has to go. They can't. They the Patriots. Literally cannot offer him a big contract yeah. now that they've offered him a tender because they expected him to just sign it and figure out things later. But he didn't sign it, so they couldn't figure anything out because now the draft is here. Yeah. So it, it, sometimes that tendering gets really annoying. Yeah. Suddenly you've got a guy locked up for potentially they're like, look, million we'll, on the cap. we'll pay you four million dollars, cooperate, and we'll give you a lot of money next offseason. Yeah. He didn't cooperate, and now he's not going to get a lot of money next offseason, or at least not for the Patriots. So. It just it, this put a whole other thing, and it's weird. I actually learned Malcolm Butler and Richard Sherman are actually good buddies. So that would have been fun to have Did them on the same team. Malcolm Butler traded for Richard Sherman. Whoa, traded for his Tune in next hour. No, uh, no that would be insane. Obviously, I mean, hey, that does that add to the rumors of maybe the Patriots are trying to pull off some kind of crazy heist? And when draft day comes, we'll see them just ship away their they just one have of their, no one of draft picks. picks to trade. <laughs> their whatever they have remaining in that the bottom of the barrel draft picks for uh, for Richard Sherman. Th- this is also the challenging thing, and obviously we're taking a little bit of break from our draft shows, even though we're two weeks away from the draft. Uh, we'll, we'll get back on the draft stuff as Monday. It's just the problem that I have with what the Patriots have been doing. It is very difficult to predict who they might pick because now instead of asking these these really big time experts that we bring on, hey, who's the guy that could take in the first round? I'm asking them to pick out guys that they might have to draft at 72 or at 96 or at 108. Because like the picks that matter. That's what they have. Like they just when. It's annoying, and as we know, like when you talk, when you do draft projections, or when you try to do mock drafts, you, the, the accuracy and the predictability gets so much is so much more difficult once you get further down mm-hmm. in the draft. Because obviously, everybody has an idea of who's going to get taken in the first right. round. When you get to the third round and past pick seventy five, it, it's it's all up in the air because you have no idea what teams are going to reach to grab guys you think will go in the fourth round, and what teams are going to let guys slip way past the fourth round. Mm-hmm. And see, so yeah, whenever I see draft stuff like that, and it sucks that the Patriots are at a draft, you know, so low on draft picks that that has to be the area you have to mm-hmm. zone in on. But at this point, very true. So so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, another topic that I wanted to talk with you, Jack, about how this offseason we've also seen, despite the fact that we keep talking about trade rumors. We've actually seen less trades in the first round of this year's draft. Less trades in the first round. So we'll break that down when we come back.
Welcome back into Patriot Speed. So before we get into my next, uh, our next crazy topic of this offseason, just wanted to mention the today being Thursday, obviously recorded for the Friday, um, the Patriots hosted uh, restricted free agent running backs Mike Gillisley and Damian Williams. Obviously, Mike Gillisley is of the Buffalo Bills. I believe Damian Williams is too? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think so, something like that. I want to say Damian Williams is from the Bills. Oh, Dolphins. 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 He's the number three at the Dolphins. So they brought in three. To, this is called, hey, LeGarrette Blunt, we're looking at other running backs. Please come back to the Patriots yeah. so we don't have to pay somebody. So that's kind of what's going on here. So um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, because, again, short podcast, <clears throat> there's, just, there's just nothing going on right now, which is kind of annoying but also kind of nice that, like, it's just very, very, you know, it's very quiet. We're slowly just waiting for the draft. People are aligning, setting up mock drafts. We will be doing a mock draft. Uh, mind you, the I believe the Monday uh, before the draft, the draft is going to be Thursday, April 27th. We'll actually have just left L.A. at that I point. Know. So like day we have to move out. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, I'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be doing a mock draft that Monday. Uh, I'll be getting back from Disney, which will be so anyway, so let's break down the other thing I want to talk about. So we have uh, we just tarted, uh, tarted. We have talked about a lot of stuff with trades this offseason about how there seems to be way more rumors and decent amount of trades actually happening this offseason. One thing that we have not seen yet this uh, this offseason, very, very few, I believe only one. Only one NFL first-round draft pick has been moved this offseason. Way, way, way different than last year when both, I believe, the number one and number two picks were traded. Did the Eagles trade for number two? They got Wentz. Was that at number two? Yeah, they got yeah, Wentz right? at two. They trade for that, or did they just have Wentz? No, they traded for They two. traded for two. Okay, because I know, obviously, the Rams made the stupid trade to draft Jared Goff, who... Yeah, they traded with the Browns. Yeah, they traded with the Browns. So, I just... I, I hated... Um, uh, I, I hated the Carson Wentz trade. Personally, I thought that it was absolutely ridiculous. So... This year, the only first-round pick trade that's been made has been the New England Patriots picking uh, or trading away their first-round pick for Brandon Cooks. And then the only other rumor that the Patriots had this year was um, obviously the trying to get the number 11 pick from the New Orleans Saints. But so far, very no first-round picks have changed hands this offseason besides the one to the Patriots. And I find that very, very weird, seeing as this is one of the most talented draft classes that we've seen in a very, very long time. This is a first round that is absolutely stacked. I just I just don't understand. Why, oh why, have there been no first round picks this year? Why haven't the Browns traded number one? Why haven't the 49ers traded two? Why haven't a team like Chicago looked to move down? Because they could really use more draft picks. Well, I- you know, Harris, I think that these kinds of deals, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw them in the next week. And then obviously on draft day. That's draft day, yeah. Draft day, we are going to see some people. Draft move. day is going to be this chaos This is a draft that is so top-loaded with guys that are going to go in the first 10 picks that are going to be fran- – that could be franchise-defining players yeah. that we're going to see shakeups. We're going to see teams like Chicago, San Fran, Cleveland trying to get – you know, if Cleveland can't make up its mind about whether or not it wants Miles Garrett or Mitch Trubisky. They're idiots, they just, by the way. Oh, yeah. Miles Garrett is the hands-down slam-dunk pick. Idiots. 
idiots. But if they can't make up their mind and they just decide they want to drop back, I mean, we'll see them get a king's ransom in return for that first overall pick. So I wouldn't be shocked to see a team like the Jets, who kind of have like an... a need problem. They're not uh, sure exactly what they want. There won't be a great quarterback available, potentially, if Trubisky goes I, I think drop. Trubisky goes too. That's yeah. just me. I think he's going to get taken top five for sure. I don't think they want to reach for Watson. I could see a team like the Jets moving back in the draft. I could see a team like uh, Carolina moving back in the draft. Just guys that see maybe a team like, I don't know, just thinking for me, the Giants might want to jump up and gra- grab O.J. Howard or jump up and there's been rumors they might want to grab Trubisky. So if a team might want to move up earlier into the first round from later in the first round, then that's the kind of stuff we generally see happen on draft day after the first couple of picks have been made. Yeah. Now, now let, the, let, let, let me be clear about this again. Um, I personally still do believe that a Jimmy Garoppolo trade has about a 5% chance of happening on draft day. Because the only team they're going to trade him to, in my opinion, is San Francisco at yeah. 2. That's the only team. I, and if they if they go San Francisco at 2, they're going to draft either Jonathan Allen or Solomon Thomas, yeah, uh, Raekwon, no, not Raekwon Millen, uh, Hassan Reddick, maybe, if they're really feeling like reaching, or that's probably about it. I can't really imagine who else they would take. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. Reuben Foster. That would be insane to put Reuben <laughs> Foster next to Dante Hightower. I'd freak, I'd freak out. I've heard rumors the Patriots are going to draft Deshaun Watson. Oh, yes, let's go. Tom Brady's spiritual successor. Oh, it would be insane. But, no, the, the, the Patriots are probably not going to make a trade on draft day. But I would not be surprised to see maybe the Bears move back. I, I would honestly be stunned to see Carolina actually make that pick. I really don't think that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, Carolina's a team I definitely have a hankling that they might move back. In the I just draft. don't, I just cannot see them possibly making a draft pick this year, especially since they have so many holes on that team. Yeah. They don't need a first round pick. Well, they it, need a million other picks. In a draft like this too, your draft pick in the top 10 when it's so heavy yeah. uh, becomes so much more valuable. So just sitting on that, you know, inherently makes it worth more because other teams are now trying to go through their processes and be like, all right, well, we're planning to have the 15th pick. Mm-hmm. So we're planning to get X through Y players. But now once, you know, once the draft day comes closer, they're like, well, we would really love to move up to eight so we can guarantee that we get this one player. And yeah. that's where Carolina steps in and goes, well... We have the eighth pick. And the, what are you going to give up? Three first rounders. They forever? should also they should also trade it because they should trade it simply so they don't take Leonard Fournette because they did this already. They tried this once where they had D'Angelo Williams and they drafted and Jonathan Stewart back. and they realized that. Having two running backs is really, really cool. But you want to know what it doesn't do? It doesn't win you playoff games. They never want a playoff game with those two. Running backs can't block for themselves. It just it doesn't happen. So they should trade it away just so they don't accidentally take yeah. Leonard Fournette. It's teams like Carolina that have competitive foundations in them mm-hmm. but are missing pieces and are just you know a couple of steps mm-hmm. away from being a team on the threshold of competition again. And so, I mean, obviously, those are the teams that – probably should move back in the draft to get more draft picks for the following year and potentially an impact veteran. Mm-hmm. This way, while they may not be able to compete 100% this season, they can stock up, draft an extra guy this year, maybe in the second or third round, and then next year come back and get a lot of high-impact rookies, and then they've got a competitive future again for the next couple of years. Because Luke yeah. Keekley's got, whatever, seven years left. Yeah. Cam Newton's got at least seven but do you years know, left. Do you know what I can't wait for, though? I can't wait for... Uh, our because this happens every year. I can't wait for the weed pick. The oh, weed. Yeah. What pick. guy's gonna get busted? The weed. Someone weed is gonna get busted for marijuana like three days before the draft. Another gas mask. Just, some like like Larry Tunzel Tunzel. 
or or Shane Ray or Randy Gregory, like some stupid, stupid person is going to get caught with weed like a week before the draft and something's going to blow up and that person's going to drop. I can't wait for it to happen because it happens every single year. There oh, yeah. are so many of these kids who just make like the dumbest mistake at the worst possible Yeah, it's the time. dumbest mistake and it's somebody in their whatever in their party house is Snapchatting. Now, I don't blame Larry Tunzel. Barstool sees it and suddenly it's everywhere, it's everywhere. and now like, they're I don't blame Tunzel cuz he got boned by a former financial manager, which why does a 22-year-old coming out of college have a financial well, advisor? Because they're expecting to go to the NFL. Well, no, but they are. But he's been working with his financial advisor for six years, and then planning in advance. But <laughs> kids, that's smart financial advice. He, Don't he, listen to him. He then admitted that Ole Miss gave him money. So clearly, we know what financials he was advising. <laughs> so we're clearly going to get some sort of weed action this year. It just depends on who it's going. I'm not, not going to predict who the uh, the weed the weed man is going to be. This uh, this but there's always one. There's always one weed man. Somebody in. tanks their own draft stock, and they're just they're just idiots. They're just the stupidest of people. Um, anything you want? Anything else you want to say before we uh, we let so you? Here's go my question. Guys. This is something we were just mulling around in the studio the other day. You know, obviously we don't see this happen very much across sports at all. But we were talking about it because guys in the NBA, there have been you know rumors flowing that some players might not want to play for certain teams because they're bad. Is there a possibility we see something like that in the NFL this year? Are there any players that might not want to go to the Browns or to, like, tr- could Trubisky potentially say that he doesn't want to go play for San Francisco or for Cleveland because they're Ooh. terrible and have no potential to turn things around? Or do you think that this will just be another one of those straight draft years where guys, because this is one of the years I feel like Cleveland and San Francisco are two of the worst teams the NFL has had in a long time. Right? Yeah, I agree. They're teams that I think are very bad and are gonna are at least three years away from being even remotely competitive. So if there's ever a time for a guy who thinks he deserves a legitimate chance to play for a team that is going to be in contention for a little bit longer or wants to be traded to a team... Are you asking if there are going to be any whiners like Eli Manning this year? Are there going to be any whiners like Eli Manning this year? Who, by the way, has two Super Bowl rings? Eli Manning is the biggest And the Chargers have none. (laughs) Um, I believe that there won't be. Simply because um, the difference between these bad teams and the bad teams of yore... um, the teams that are bad right now are not bad because of their head coaches. Hugh Jackson, I still believe, is a phenomenal head coach and is one of the best player coaches in the NFL. Talk to any player that's ever played for him. They love playing for him. So I don't believe it's Hugh Jackson. And uh, and, I do, and also with San Francisco, you have Kyle Shanahan. So if you're a young player and you're like, all right, I can either go play for Hugh Jackson, Kyle Shanahan, and go play for John Fox in Chicago. Um, who's it for? Um, uh, ja- oh, Jacksonville. And go- Coughlin. Coughlin. <laughs> or then five, you can go play with, uh, with Tennessee and yeah. uh, Mariota. So I don't know if we'll have that problem this year. I do think we're going to have a problem with Miles Garrett. I think that Miles Garrett is not going to stay with the Browns. Miles Garrett is going to get drafted by the Browns and go and go play with the Cowboys after his rookie deal is up. He has shown there, there's a very important thing when when it comes to these big guys. It was like what, I, what happened with Mario Williams when Mario Williams got drafted by the Texans. If you remember about that, he was so excited to play with the Texans. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, this is awesome! I'm so excited to get drafted number one." Yeah, he wasn't even supposed but to be the number one overall draft. All Miles Garrett has talked about is that he does not care about the Browns. He cares about getting picked number one overall. That's all that matters to him, which tells me that he cares about one thing and one thing only. Getting money. paid. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Money, Fine. Like, it's recognition. There is 
no way that man signs a second contract with the with the oh, yeah. Cleveland Browns. Why would you? That is why the Cleveland Browns are currently questioning whether or not they are going to bring him onto the team. That well, is the sole the, reason. And that's like one of the things that makes me question whether or not a guy like him, does he just go, remember, I refuse to be drafted by the Browns at number one. Mm-hmm. If you want me to play for you, you have to trade for me. Because not only is Mitch Trubinsky from Cleveland, Mitch Trubinsky has said publicly that he wants to play for the Browns and wants to be the savior and believes that he can be the savior. The, how rare is it that Cle- think about it? That how how great would this be if you're the Cleveland if you're Cleveland? You have the Cavaliers led by Akron native LeBron James. You have the Browns led by uh, Cleveland native Mitch Trubinsky, and then you have the Indians led by the most exciting player in baseball right now, Francisco Lindor. Cleveland's got a good you win going if you they win. can get something. If they can get the Browns to a team and, that can and win now three there's games a rumor. Now there's a rumor that the 49ers are looking to trade their pick, another stupid rumor, and that the Browns are interested in trading for it. Browns they might have get one their, and two. Ah, what? My mind will explode. See, this is the NFL this that year. That is Madden. That this is, is the NFL. Like, in Madden, I will trade for three years in advance to get like one through five in one year's draft. Like, just, this, do, this stuff doesn't happen. I can't tell if this is good or bad. I think it's bad. I don't like trades in the NFL because I personally believe that the the way that people or the way that the NFL evaluates players is incredibly poor. I, I think the oh the, I think the, the, the bust the, potential in the, the NFL there is, is so high. The, I believe that only thirty percent of NFL front offices accurately know how to evaluate players because there are so many teams that just have no clue what the heck they're doing. So I tr- I truly don't I truly believe that the less trades there are, the better. Because if there are more trades that don't involve the Patriots, more and more teams are going to mess up because they have no idea what they're doing, and th- that that to me is a big problem. So I don't know. We'll see. And it's going to be an interesting draft for, for sure because sure. there are so many storylines surrounding. There are so many really good players. Like the first round is just gonna, is filled with talent, and so are the later rounds. Like this is honestly a draft that you know people are wishing that last year's draft picks were this year's draft picks because of how much deeper this year's draft is, especially areas like defensive back and defensive linemen. So if you're a team in need of defensive help, this is the year you need to move up now, <laughs> get your guy, and lock it down for the next couple of seasons because this this opportunity might not come around again, which is why I think. On draft day, we're going to see some Kevin Costner moves made. Oh, no. Oh, Remember that fantastic oh, film where the Browns oh, get their guy at number one, and then they get another guy oh, at number 11, and then they get another guy oh, later in the draft, and they oh, screw over the Seahawks. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> that was such a bad move. It's going to be a good oh. year, though. It's going to be a good year. This is oh, going to be an interesting draft. It's going to be fun. Oh, draft day was so bad. I, I'm saying no less than four first-round draft picks get moved. Wow. Quite the prediction, Mr. It's, t- it's such a deep draft. I, I know. I don't, okay. I don't feel like that's that's too outlandish. Well, to last question. Two in the top ten, two in the bottom fifteen. Last question before we go, because uh, we probably won't be able to get you on before the draft. We'll see. Do you believe the Patriots will trade back into the first round? That's a case-by-case basis. It depends on, who, on how the first ten picks go. Okay. Because I don't think they'll move into the top 10. No. They I never. think if they're going to move up, they generally move up around between 18 to 32. They The one time they ever moved up farther than that was when they picked Gerard Mayo at 13. Exactly. And that was in 2008. It, it, for me, it will have to be, it's like A, 
well, obviously you have to evaluate the Patriots' needs. And it's yeah. like, need, need a linebacker. Exactly. So <laughs> if the linebacker they want happens to slip to 15, 16, 17, then the wheels in the you know Patriots front office start going, all right, well, what can we give up? Because, again, what do they have left? Do they trade away the rest of their picks, take three picks they have in this? a bunch year? of thirds, a fourth, a fifth, exactly. two sixths, and two they're going to have to package for a first-round draft pick after 18. And, and, again, and again, the value in the second round pick. is deep this year. They'll have to give up multiple third rounds and maybe even a second or first round from the following year. I really think they were hoping and praying that someone signs Malcolm Butler. So they get I really do pick. think they were hoping that they'd get the first round pick from that. But that's just my interpretation. Of yeah, it's like the Giants from Hankins get a compensatory right. pick, which is nice, right. which I'm happy about. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think that it's – I'd put the odds about – you know, 40 to 60, they do move in. Okay. And it, so, again, fi- and, and so 50 50. <laughs> no, 40 60. Those are two different place. numbers. All right, that's a between 40 and 60. No, no, no. no, no. Like, like, that's 40, 40 60. 40 okay. being they move up, 60 being they stay back, just okay. because they don't have a ton of stuff to trade anymore. Fair uh, but I definitely think if the right guy came along, the Patriots have no problems p- switching with a team, you know, that, that has later draft picks, somebody like Tampa Bay. If Hassan Reddick falls out of the top 13, they trade up to 15 and grab him. That's my prediction. But. With that being said, that's going to be it for us. Uh, We're going to take one more quick break, and then we'll close out the show, and we'll give you guys our schedule for the next two weeks before the draft. But, Jack Ross, thank you so much for joining us, as always. Thank you so much for having me. Always an honor to have you on. Great time talking NFL with you. Absolutely. That'll be it. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. All right, team, that's going to do it for this week's Patreon View Podcast. Please remember to give us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Please keep sending me Patriots questions. Uh, a couple shout-outs uh, again this week just for people who have been asking me a couple questions. Thank you to at Lou underscore Sears for your questions this week. And as well, thank you uh, to my DM buddy, uh, Jacob Balonis, our uh, great Patriots fan from Poland. Keep the fight going on here, man. Uh, Hope uh, hope the Pats can uh, give you enough uh, give you enough news this offseason to satisfy your thirst. But that's going to do it for me. Thanks again to Hyde Two Hundred Nine and Joshua Morse for the music. Thanks to Nick, Larry, 
And Mike, as always, we will be back with you guys on Monday, or excuse me, on Tuesday, hopefully with a great guest to help us break down the NFL draft, which will be on April 27th. Please remember to tune in for the Patriots Beat Mock Draft coming out the Tuesday before the draft. Very excited for you guys to hear that one. We'll have all 32 picks, including... A surprise pick where the Patriots trade into the first round. All that and more on the next couple episodes of Patriots Beat. Please remember to follow me at CLNS underscore Sportsteen. I'm very easy to find, very fun to talk to, and I'm always down for a little Patriots chat on Twitter. That's going to do it for me, guys. Enjoy your weekend.